0: Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise on a special day. Today is the 3rd of September, a day I'll always remember because that was the day that my daddy died. Never got a chance to see him. Never heard nothing but bad things about him. My mom depending on you to tell me the truth. And I'm sitting here trying to find the truth. With none other than probably one of the biggest David Ruffin fans you'll find in the Midnight Rider. What's up? A man that needs no introduction. When we were in high school, he had a falsetto, was just as pretty as Eddie uh, Eddie Kendrick's. And he always tells you keep on trucking, baby. It's the boss, BJ. What's up? Fellas, how y'all feeling today, man?
1: Tired. <laughs> a great day, man! College football is back and came back with a splash. So I'm good.
0: Uh, agreed. Uh, We're gonna jump right into We're gonna jump right into the, the the big news, and that is Colorado versus TCU. Uh, there was a lot to be said about that pregame. You know, I seen some some fans that had some signs that said Dion lost more toes. Then Colorado had wins last year, and then they went out and they shut TCU and their fans up on their home turf. uh, give it to the Midnight Ride. I'm sure you got some stats for me.
1: Oh, hold on, it's not, They said Dion lost more <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's I hope it was a little I hope that was college game day. No, that know. was a little. It was a little. He had a son. Oh, I love it. I love college football, baby. Um, I mean, where do you want me to start? You want me to give you some numbers? You want to talk about what happened? You tell me and I'll I'll go. All right, so let's talk about some of the stats from yesterday. Um, First and foremost, the Colorado offense looked excellent, Uh, looked unstoppable. Shador Sanders went for 510 yards and four touchdowns. Um, Travis Hunter had 11 receptions, 119 yards, uh, Edwards, their running back had five receptions for 135 yards, three TDs. And then he also had six rushes for 24 yards in the TV. So this kid walked away with four touchdowns. Um, and I think he was the kid that was in Dion's. um, Program when he was coaching the kids. He had a kids program he started up. This is one of the kids, won the graduates from that program. Um, Jay Horn had 11 receptions for 117 yards on a touchdown. Um, and then if you thought that TCU was just going to um, roll up in the ball and cry, you had the wrong place. TCU's quarterback Morris um, had 279 yards passing, two TDs. Two interceptions. And the funny fun fact about him is he was the initial starter last season, but he got hurt when one, won. And that's how you ended up with Max Duggan and company. Um Trey Sanders, the Alabama transfer, 15 carries, 46 yards, three touchdowns. They got a tight end, Jay Wiley, six receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Um yeah, these teams, these boys put up points, put up numbers. Uh if you were a big fan of the over you would have probably hit big time uh for me my boy hit me up last minute was like yeah colorado plus 800 to win outright so i threw a little money to that so we got some new shoes on the way no i'm joking um but yeah we got a nice little hit yesterday so colorado just came in with high expectations um i don't even say high expectations high demands because the way Dion carried himself and carried this program, I think college football fans got a little annoyed at his antics. Um, some of us didn't because we know who Dion is and what he stands for. So I'm glad he got that win away, and hopefully he'll get get this team bowl eligible, um, and they can do some stuff. BJ, you got anything for me? I'm, I'm looking at the. I'm
2: looking at their schedule. So they got Nebraska next. We got Nebraska mm-hmm. next. They got Nebraska Oregon. Is- and, they got mm-hmm. Oregon September 23rd. They got USC and or, or USC the week after that. Um what what realistically, we you know, we got we got the hype around the team. You know, wherever Deion Sanders go, Coach Prime go, it's gonna be a spectacle. It's gonna be, you know, the rock show leaving town coming in. And and naturally you're gonna have people that love it and hate it. But realistically. Where do you see this team? I mean, because there were times where and – I, and I think this is with any team. It's not just when we talk about forming a super team or whatever. And I'm not saying they're a super team, but you still have to gel and learn your pieces. And I love that Dion comes in and holds the bar high. Like, you, if you can't touch this bar, you can't be on the team. I'm putting this bar up here. I'm going to give you time because you haven't – especially if you were a guy that I haven't touched or – was in this program before because I know the bar was down here. But I'm going to put this bar up here, and if you don't show me you want it, because sometimes you don't have to touch the bar. If you give that effort to touch the bar, that's enough. If you – you you, strength, you know, you give that – that's you, as long as you see that. But with that bar up there, is this team cruising for a big, like, deflation? Or can they, can they really – can he turn this team around this year and make some noise and, and possibly Shador Sanders Heisman, if he keeps throwing the way he's throwing the ball, will Colorado get that? I mean, they're getting the attention, but will they get that will they get the hardware? Is this team set up to get the hardware at the end of the season? If you're talking national championship, no. They're not ready No, 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 not, not, not national championship. No, I'm not, so, I'm so, not that I'm not that delusion. I'm not I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the big guy K G saying that, you know, Rex Chapman should have went. 92 MVP or something. You know, I'm not, you know, we're not going to do
0: that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Why am I catching
1: straight? I'm whoa. Oh, man. I'm
2: catching straight. I'm just shooting from the hit, man. Hey, if it hits you, I'm sorry, man. I'm, you know. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. What's What's the realistic expectations for this Colorado Buffalo team? Can can Shador Sanders can will they give it to him? Will they give it to him? You know, that's that's my thing. If he has the season we think he's gonna have, <clears throat> because he's had the training and stuff, he's had the he got he got Coach Prime and all his resources. Can he make his etch his name in that Heisman? Can Colorado make some noise this year? And take that stepping stone for season two, where now we're talking about possible, yeah, national, national, um, yeah. national championship yeah. expectations. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, I had this team if they I felt like it would be a success if they won seven or eight ball games. If they could get bowl eligible right around that seven number, would be nice. If they can get eight, um, that's even better. Uh, I, I think Oregon. And USC is going to tell us a lot about them. But next week is one of those games that, as a coach, you got to bear down a little bit because you came out, you shocked the world um, to an extent. You know, people weren't expecting you to beat this TCU team because this team was in the national championship last year. Um, But now you got got expectations, you know? Um, And when you were talking, it's funny because I could hear one of my um one of the guys I used to coach with uh this guy Daryl Tucker used to say um when our kids struggled he was like these bammers don't like prosperity so you got to be careful um because if these kids don't like prosperity then next week is a, a game they'll they'll fall into a trap on because they'll be reading too many of their clippings of how great they did this sun the Saturday this past Saturday um but that's a game they should definitely get um I didn't see too much from Nebraska. I haven't watched them this year, but I know Jeff Sims is there, the Georgia Tech transfer at quarterback. So the kids play ball. Um, but I got to say, just from a watching standpoint, Shador Sanders, um, I thought he looked good last year, but he looked even better this year. Yesterday, um, he looked calm in the pocket. His feet looked settled. Um, he was on point. His accuracy was – I wasn't expecting him to be that accurate um he was he was definitely as as one of my boys used to say he was sewing on buttons yesterday um so the nothing but um up for this program this is a big win now you got to start making it too you got to get another one next week and just put putting wins together putting hay in the barn as they say
2: and i think that's what i'm worried about with the colorado team i'm worried about cuz every game for them because of the attention they're getting every game, I don't care how bad the other team is, it's going to be them fighting for their lives. Because the other team is, they're on national TV, you know, they're going to get attention that they normally wouldn't get. And then, you know, you're going to have that natural resentment because the other team is getting so much attention and they got Deion Sanders on the other side and they got brand new locker rooms and weight rooms and all this, you know, their program is, on the map and you, you know, you feel like you deserve more. So you got you to deal with that every game this season. And I think until, I think that Oregon game is going to either, I don't want to say sink or swim, but I think it would help them if they can stand their ground. If they beat them and, they, and they, they're 4-0 after that, I think the storm will calm a little bit and be like, okay, this team is for real, you that, know, it's.
1: If they go into Oregon and win, that train is going to be so bananas, so off the track. And they're 4 0. This program that last year was 1 11 and was blown out by 20 points in like 10 ball games. Colorado, the state of Colorado will be on fire. Deion can go anywhere, get a drink. These players, like, they're going to have so much attention and success. And I already think that if it isn't an Eston Stone, I think that game, that week, whatever week that is is where college
2: game day is going to be it got to be it has to it has to be it has to be i and I don't even think they have to win I think they have to have a if they have a good showing kind of like this TCU game where they're in the game and it's back and forth and then people can really sit back and be like okay the hype is real with colorado this is this is for real this is and you know you saw you saw it yesterday. But you know, you 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 got to factor in that that first week excitement and all the you know everything that goes with that. But once this team settles down and get some, you know, get these Nebraska Cornhuskers, the Colorado State's out the way, and then you got to go to Oregon. Now we talking, you know, big money. Now we talking. I, I'm placing my debt, bet bet on Fanduel for total team over under passing yards. You know, 1,200 yards over under. You know, this this is this is you know. That's that's you go get your your wings your, your beer you go sit down and watch that entire game and you tell you tape your wife to the wall, with a little bit of crazy glue to ensure the tape stays and you keep, <laughs> and you, and you sit there and watch this game. It's, I think that's gonna like that's gonna be the the, college like you said the college game day, uh, you know spectacular.
1: I think the beauty of college football is you don't. Get to see this team until week one, so you don't know, you don't know what to expect. And I and I tell you, be right now. When I saw Colorado's first drive, I was like, "We good. They're good. They're going. They're going to be dangerous just just off their first drive." And you're talking about Shador Sanders for the Heisman, but you guys start thinking about Travis Hunter.
2: Yes, yeah, He's, and I had no disrespect. Oh my goodness,
1: Travis Hunter what? had he should have had like 300 yards receiving yesterday. He dropped two. They were tough catches, but he dropped two on them. And then the fact that this kid is playing a high level of DB, he's almost giving you the college football version of Shohei Otani. Now he hasn't done it consistently enough, but this is some type of Otani type of stuff where you're dominating or being dominant on both sides of the football at the position you play. So – if anybody deserves a Heisman run, race, whatever, I think he can get there without mm-hmm. them being I'm not I'm not gonna say quicker. I'm gonna say without them having the greater success. Cause I think some some of the teams with the better records, their QBs might get pushed in front of your door. Um, as opposed to if we got a a wide receiver that's playing corner at elite level, playing wide receiver at elite level. You know, this this is gonna be yeah. interesting.
2: But but see, I'm I'm looking at the the non all organs on the schedule, and I hate penciling things in, but I'm penciling in a 500 yard passing game for Shadour Santos for some of these teams they're they're playing up against. Like I, I'm just I'm looking I'm looking. Well, this conference, this conference isn't a defensive conference, so and and, I, and that's and that's the thing is and and it's just like if he's putting up those type of numbers, you know, I, and I, I think the Oregon game is going to be a track meet. Um you know, but like I said, Travis Hunter was awesome yesterday. And then I think with the the at times the the, the temperature on the field reached over a hundred. Mm-hmm. So you know you got to factor that in too that this kid playing both sides of the ball and an elite level. They he had a catch in the first half they took away from him, but just um over the, the cornerback on the other team, the captain, they were basically glued to each other. And he still kind of caught the ball, he didn't have control all the way to the ground. But just the fact that he got that ball from him, kept a foot in bounds, and I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, we got to keep an eye on this. Uh, let me ask you this question if you had to take away a, a, a weakness from this Colorado team from what you saw yesterday, what's the weakness? What's something they got to go in and be like, hey, I we got if we want to be a team that competes for a bowl game this year we got to work on this
1: i think they got to be more stout against the run especially up the middle i think they're going to be they're going to be they're a little undersized so i think that's going to become a place where they're going to have to kind of focus some resources uh figure out some things maybe scheme up something but i think their downfall is going to be teams being able to run the ball a little better than TCE was um TCU only returned three starters, but they still um, they still had the depth no matter what. So that wasn't the issue. They still have talent. Um, they've got two tight ends that probably, if they're seniors or they're they're going to be NFL products. Um, they may not be first rounders, but they will get drafted at some point. So I, I like what I saw from Colorado yesterday, but I'm worried about them being able to stop the run consistently.
2: Yeah, yeah. I said the same thing. And this is really, you know, this isn't this isn't NFL where you can go be like, you know what, we need a we need we need to stout up the defensive line. We gonna go sign a couple guys, you know, for for rundown situations to take up some space. You kind of got what you got right now, and you know, you said the big word. They got a scheme. They got a scheme. They got to figure out um, different ways they can use what they have to uh, slow down the run game. So. Um, Big guy KG, why you so quiet, man? You you not are the rabbits not working at the tower? Are they all no.
0: Nah, I'm I'm not trying to interrupt you guys. I'm listening to the conversation. Here. I was waiting for my turn.
2: That's all. Oh man, fire! Oh, we was, We thought you was dead. <laughs> no, nah, I was waiting you, for. My... I I thought you had the pellet gun shooting at the tower to get the rabbits to wake
0: up. No, no, no. We we good to go. We good to go. Um, it's something that one of y'all said. You said about Dion if he he goes four and especially if they beat you at USC. Uh, I thought about it. It's something Dion said to Larry Brown at Super Bowl 30. He said, you go catch another one, dog. You can run for me. I'll vote for you. Dion go 4-0. He beat USC, Oregon in that, in that run. He can go ahead and run for me. Because, no, he can't do no wrong. And. To say that everything that was hyped up that came into this game, and it was even fans that were, you know, fans because he went to an HBCU and started coaching and things like that. And then because he left Jackson State, so many people were mad. and was like, oh, I'll never support him. He don't care about us. And, you know, so many of our people turned their backs on him. But he was thinking long range. He wasn't thinking short term, but what did he do at, at Jackson State? He built them up into a powerhouse. They came out their first game with their new coach thirty seven to seven W. They're still winning. Kids are still wanting to go there, so that's still good. Now he's building up a Colorado uh, a Colorado uh, program, and I think that he's going to wind up building them up for five years. And I think he's going to bounce. He's going to go to a bigger a bigger one, a bigger uh, school. But just my I thought. Don't,
2: I I don't agree with that. I think that. And I, I've always said this. I said this with the NBA players. You're not big until you can make a stop that's not big, big. You cannot be – you can't be in the top ten of all time in my list of any sport unless you can go somewhere and be like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the man here. I can do this. We, they never won before. Okay, great. Uh, guess what? We're going to change this program completely around. I, I truly believe unless Deion just got his eye on Florida state or he got his eye on someplace that, you know, big time. And, you know, he wants to sit back and sit martinis on the beach or something. I think Colorado is going to be your next um, powerhouse school because just think of the big guy, KG just said it. His footprint is still on Jackson state, right? Just Think of all the kids now that Colorado wasn't even on the list. Colorado wasn't even on the list. That that now you got kids that were that want to go to Alabama and want to go to Clemson. and now Colorado is on the list. And, and me and the Midnight Rider just talked about it because it's not going to be this year. But when you get them influx of three, four, five star recruits coming in at the, you know the next recruiting, and now you come out you know, with Shador Sanders and, and all these, you know, and, and now you got some, some more backup behind them, and now you're starting to get the depth. It's going to be a long season for uh, – where did they? Pac-12. It's going to be a long season for the Pac-12. Well, that's it this year. Season. Well, I'm talking mm-hmm. about – I'm talking about future. I'm talking about what they do this year. They're already on the map. They're going to start drawing kids in that they wouldn't, wouldn't even – they wouldn't have been on the map. They're on – they look generally on the map with kids that want to go to Bama, the kids that want to go to Clemson, kids that want to go to Maryland, kids that want to go to FSU and Miami. They're on the map now. So he's going to start taking here and there and here, and then this team's going – we're talking about a bowl game this year. But we talking about – I'm talking about next year when he recruits. So
1: – Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. So I'm just going to help you out with a little bit, because it, it thanks to the Wild Wild West and college football and conferences. Next year, they become part of the Big Twelve, so they they enter a new conference starting next. Are season. they Big
2: Twelve
1: next year? Next year, they, they move to the Big Twelve. This is part of that oh, whole. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so when you when you put your son in your lap and you want to talk about old great ACC matchups, and you can tell him about that great SMU. Versus North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember oh, those days. I mean, it's it's oh, so ridiculous. You said you guys said it two things. I want to wow. sure touch on those before I go off on a tangent. Um, the move to Colorado. First, somebody said F, mentioned FSU. Personally, if I know Deion Sanders from what I think, I think Colorado. Him being at Colorado was motivated by the fact that FSU didn't give him a job or didn't give him the chance. And I think he feels like he has to go to a big program, show what he can do. He's in commercials with this guy named Nick Saban. And I think that part one of the Colorado experience is that being on a big level, being able to show somebody that I can take a program, build it, and make it dominant on this level. Number two reason I thought was Shador Sanders had 3,600 yards last season. And I think he had like 40 touchdowns. If he would have been anywhere else, he would have gotten considerations for the Heisman. And I think part two of this move was to put Shador on the stage and let the world see him. And then we also build up his draft capital. Because this year and next year, the quarterback position in terms of the draft is going to be so dynamic and so full of Big arm quarterbacks. Uh, one of the biggest arms in the country is in Tennessee. The kid Joe Milton. Um, he can throw the ball ninety yards. He actually just said it yesterday in like pregame. It was like, "What's the furthest you throw in the ball?" He said ninety yards, and I believe him. Um, they Tennessee had the two strongest arms in the league in the country last year. Um, Hudson Hooker and and this kid Joe Milton. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, but this realignment stuff is going to change everything. Like, you're going to need a – what's funny is you're going to need a, a map – or not a map, but a roster to figure out what conference teams are in because everybody's moving next year. The move is on. And this is what – you said Maryland at one point in the conversation about places where kids want to go, and I'm glad you said it because when Maryland made their move to the Big Ten, their t- their school president said to them, to the um, Chancellors, do you want to be at the forefront of this madness or do you want to be on the tail end trying to figure it out? And they looked at him sideways and he said, look, in five to 10 years, this thing is going to blow up. Well, Merlin's been in the Big Ten for how long? For almost 10 years now, maybe close to it. And guess where we are? conference purgatory conferences are blowing ridiculous. up ridiculous ridiculous you got SMU and the ACC you know we got um we got everything and i'm waiting cuz the big shoe to be honest is clemson and florida state cuz they're going to be they're going to be a team they're going to go together somewhere and wherever they end up that's going to shift the paradigm because now you're going to start seeing conferences. I mean, a lot of these conferences are at 17, 18 teams. They're not going to let divisions settle their conference um, championship. They're going to let the teams with the best records. So that way, these teams can fight it out and you can get more big money. And especially when this thing goes to 12 teams and you're going to have the SEC with six or five. It's Man, the money's going to come in hand over fits.
0: Don't get me started on conference realignment. We ain't got enough time.
1: We got all the time in the world, baby.
2: In the world, Craig. In the world. This is our show. We got plenty of time. Yeah, it,
0: but now nah, it, just, just remember,
2: we just remember we don't do no overtime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this would take days because I mean that whole SMU going to ACC man that makes no sense. Uh, who Cal? And SMU is SMU on the Atlantic Coast. That's what ACC stands for, Atlantic Coast Conference. These are your teams that are up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Like can, th- th- this I is what it is.
2: I can't wait till Utah comes to the ACC. I can't wait. <laughs> Utah. No, I think hold yeah. up. Utah is going. now. I'm just Utah's joking. Big I, I know you're yeah, joking, I was, but
1: Because let's think it's about big, it. Because the Big Twelve used to be the Southwestern Conference. <laughs> And so now, instead of getting all the schools from, big, from there, they got—I think—they got Utah coming in, Colorado, and I forget who the third team is. But it's three teams: Arizona, coming in Utah. Or
2: Arizona State, or something like that.
1: Possibly. So that's just amazing in its own right. That we're going to be like the the Rose Bowl. The bowls going to have to start changing their format because the conferences they used to get don't exist no more. Yeah, I mean, you're no longer forward to seeing usc versus ohio state in the rose bowl because you're going to see that october 21st saturday week 10 or week 7 whatever it is on fs1 i mean i'm sorry on fox because fox got the big 10 special whatever it is you're going to see games now that you would see in bowl games as part of a regular season package and you said something about colorado earlier colorado this year will probably have more nationally televised games than they had in the last 25 years. But the only thing I want to see, I do want to see, because you talked about traps and one of the traps is that Colorado state game. You got to manage the emotions because that's a big time in state rivalry. I forget what trophy you get. I don't know if you get a boot, a hammer. um
2: I don't know what it is.
1: You might get silicone titties on the, on the board. I don't know what it is you get. For winning that ball game, but something happens
0: in that game. KG, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's I forget what it is, but I, I used to know all the rivalry trophies, but they don't, they don't exist no more. Like you know, He's
2: Notre Dame is man. And the the winner that receives the Centennial Cup. See, there you Rocky know. Mountain Rocky Mountain Showdown.
0: But here's the thing: We you talk about rivalries. Uh uh Maryland versus Florida State in football was a was a good rivalry. You know, Florida State dominant. It was always
2: oh. what? No, no, you said rivalry. You can't. That's not a rivalry. Okay. You that you. I I watched some of those as a Maryland turf, I watched some of those games in tears and with my ass sore. Uh, so we, yeah, we,
0: that's not that's not a rivalry. See, I, okay, I didn't want to say you know Michigan State and, and Notre Dame playing for the megaphone, or the 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 uh, Notre Dame and, and Boston College playing for the Island Trophy. We don't get those anymore. We don't get. I mean, we barely get Notre Dame USC playing for the Jew Shilleley. Notre Dame and and Purdue playing for the uh for the Shilleley Trophy. We don't get most of that anymore. Those were those were games no matter how bad the teams were, those were knockdown drag out kicking spitting cussing games. We don't we're not going to get any of this stuff anymore. We're really we're, we're really not. The, the, those days are over and as much as I don't want to say it, but times have changed and they haven't changed for the better. So, just my thoughts. I
1: think it speaks to the to the world we live in. Like the world has shrunk so much that think about because we're all over 40, I think. And if we are, then we've all had been in the generation where like your sports was regionalized. You know, the reason it was regionalized because your TV, you know, you only got certain stuff on your TV. You know what I'm saying? This is pre and we're not pre ESPN, but before ESPN became ESPN. We we were from that era, where you you know you had to root for the team locally because that's who you got all your coverage from, and you had on on CBS or NBC you know a five minute sports um sports show with during the news you had five minutes. Now these sportscasters get like two minutes, and they can't even they can't even go off script. They gotta just say, all right, here's the thing. This happened, this happened. Back to you, Maureen. That's it. That's the extent of college. I mean, the, the sports coverage. We're a long ways from the days that the George Michaels, what was that? The machine, what was the machine? Sports machine. The sports machine. That 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 connected the world. That connected us to everything else outside the area. That was the biggest thing going for us. Now you got sports center, you got FS1, you got um first take, second take. Third take, um you got the 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 cold pizza, frozen pizza, you got all these shows that have just popped up. You got gambling everywhere. So like we're in a different world now. The world is smaller.
0: But I don't know where you grew up because my sports cast is between George Michael, Wally Bruckner, uh Glenn Brenner, Warner Wolf, they always went off script. You know, we always had Wednesday wrestling, you know. (laughs) My sports cast went off script as a kid. That's where I learned how to go off script at. Mm -hmm. But I get what you're saying. And now, you know, you talk about getting sports from around the world at your fingertips. Nothing's the same anymore. (laughs) I don't
2: like it. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh.
1: I think I think the to
2: start up. They, now. There you, you, go. I you hear me? go. It was a little choppy. for oh. no, no, we heard you just that, that right. last little bit was a little choppy. Oh, but you had questions before we jump off the
0: college. We had a couple of today. Eighty-seven
1: Oregon. Eight. All
2: right, now, now you fading. You fame
1: um, I think, I think oh. I'm going to your question earlier. Where you were talking about if your team if you're the coach of a team that got Molly Wapped this weekend, the 73 to 6, um who was that? That was Oklahoma and somebody? Um Of course
2: uh, I don't have it up now. No, uh, you good it's Oregon beat somebody. Arkansas State got wopped. Um, why can't I find my because there everything. were three scores. It was
1: 81 to 6, 73 to 7, and then 73 to nothing. Yeah. And you asked us the question before the show started. Um as a coach, what do you say
2: to your kids after that? Or what do you say to the parents? What do you say? Yeah. What do you say to the what do you say to the kids? What do you say to the parents? What do you say to your your athletic director? Like what do you what do you go from there? So we bring everybody in the room. You stand up front in front of the room, you take the tape,
1: you get a shovel. You walk everybody out to the middle of the parking lot, I mean, in the middle of the field, like some random field that you don't use. You put the shovel in the ground start digging. You put the tape in the, in the ground and you cover it up with dirt. You say, that's how much we're going to look at the tape the rest of the week. Let's move on. That's all you can say. You can't say anything else. That happened. Now we got to move forward because now we get back to the part of our schedule where we can be competitive. We took on, we took on Goliath, Goliath. for the KGA. Now we're gonna get to the teams that we're on par with, and let's
2: handle adversity here and move forward. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the big guy KG stance because wow. I know he, he's struggling with some signal now. But isn't everything a teaching moment? Is it right. nothing you can learn? Can you learn anything from those tapes? Can you build off of anything good on those tapes? Like, I understand what you're saying because this is it's hurtful to the soul to lose like that, especially because you got kids that's coming from high schools that never lost before, never lost a game, and now all of a sudden you lose eighty-one to seven if you're Portland State, you lose seventy-three to nothing if you're Arkansas State, uh, Mercer seventy-three to seven. So. you you, can you go back and be like look this is why they're so good this is what they do good this is this is their execution this is and and you know besides them having a a a depth chart of four and three three star recruits right can you go back to that tape and be like look look at this play look at this play this is why can you make it positive this is why you got beat here so we're going to work on this we're going to work on that this is look at their Defensive line and, and I know that's that's a big strong guy, but this is when your technique comes in and we got work on your technique Can you do any of that? Without Further damaging the psyche of the squad You just took the you just took my answer from me when I was gonna answer
1: the question like I don't know If I want to do that to my kids if I want them to relive that moment That's the only reason I say let's bury it and let's move on um And then you can, if you want, I would say, based on what you were just saying, maybe we cut up some clips. And all those clips don't have any point where the other team scores. But we cut up some clips where our kid got dominated, our kid got beat, and we kind of put that on a reel. You know, we show a couple guys on our offensive line, hey, if your hand, if you reach with your outside hand this way or whatever, you don't get beat here. So I see the teaching moments you're talking about. I would definitely have it. Find down to non-scoring plays and situations where we can teach from that, um, but it would be a very small, select section of that ball game because I just don't want them reliving that that trauma of seventy-three points being scored.
2: I think I'm the opposite, right? I think that that's my motivation for the rest of the year. I think okay. that I think that seventy-three nothing on our main school board or main billboard are teaching this it's up top in the corner 73 nothing and, and i think the speech to my guys is you see how this feels right now this this is this is going to be this not just football this is life so do you ever want to feel like this again i want and we we talked earlier in the show when dion went to colorado and raised that bar when he raised that bar, and I, I want to see y'all trying to get to this bar. This seventy-three nothing lets you know that your shit stinks. What are you going to do? I want to, cause you whether you show them the tape or not, you get to see how your team and your staff reacts and rebounds. Are you going to drag it? Is this because this could be damning? This could be damning. I mean, you're gonna like you said, you're gonna you're gonna play schools now that's on your level. But it could be damning to the coach. Of course, we know that everything is about money and winning. And it could set the tone for, like, we – like, that could break kids. Like, hey, we're not that good. And that could drag on. Or you be like, hey, get your head out your asses. We just got, you know, the the beating of a lifetime. How are you going to – how are you going to spin this into a positive? What? How is your play on the field going to change? You know? Like, because in a 73, nothing, I can show tapes to every, all 22 of y'all doing something wrong, getting beat, getting, I, I can show it. And I think, I think that would be something I would do. This would be your motive. This is your motivation. And I, before they, I would put tapes at everybody's locker that played. That's your motivation right there. Show me you want it. And it would be a tape of them getting beat, it would be a tape of them getting blown off a block. What are you going to do? Are you getting in? The, are you? I've been, I've been asking y'all to get in the waiting room. I know some of y'all are slacking. What are you going to do now? Because this, this is the result of that. What are you going to do? And then the coaches the same way. I'm going I'm to let them know that I got to tape on myself too. I got to tape for myself. I got to tape for the coaches. We all in this together. We got to change this to be better. Do you want to? Because guess what? Some of y'all coming back next year, and guess what? It's a lot of those big, big name schools looking to put us on there on that schedule for week one next year. So what are we going to do next year? Are we going to lose 73 to nothing? Or are we going to come out there and lose 73 to 50? So, you know, are we going to be somewhat competitive? You know, it, it just, it's just, I think I would flip that and kind of take that when your dog piss on the floor, you rub their nose in a little bit. Like, you, you, you got to smell this, you did this. When we all got to be better,
0: big guy, you there? Yeah, I'm. I'm here. I, I just wanted to say, I agree with that. But you had also realized we're in a different era. Those kids don't respond the way that we would respond. It was right. more along the lines of be, "Why, why, coach, picking on us like that? We did the best we could. Yeah, well, your best wasn't good enough. But see, it's a quote I can't remember. I think it was they were talking about Lombardi. And asking, did he have favorites? And Jerry Kramer was like, no, he treated us all like dogs. You know, that's that's my coaching philosophy. That's the way I treat my kids. I, they always say, do you got a favorite kid? No, I treat them all like shit. You know, I, I don't, you're not playing favorites, but um, even when you win, I still need to dissect you and break you down. Not saying that I'm not gonna praise you, but I have to break you down so you don't get complacent. But when you lose, I have to show you, hey, this is where it's at. This is why you lost. This is why we lost. You didn't lose it. We lost it. But the question is, are those kids are going to respond to that? That's the problem. Will they, they respond? Deon.
2: They responded to Dion. Dion came. Yeah. In well, yeah. And basically said, I forgot the exact line. My luggage is Louis, and he's basically telling them, if if you ain't what I want, I'm. They go to transfer portal. He didn't care. I sent you that clip last night where he's in a press conference. He's like, why do you think what you're saying about me affects me? So it's just like, are you going to look? You came here. Are you going to cater to these kids? You got to cater to them some type of way. You got to be a good positive role model. But do you want to play ball? Or do you want to be coddled? And Dion's not caught on anybody. Nick Saban's not caught on anybody. If it ain't done my way, get the hell out of here. That's when you see Nick Saban clips and Nick Saban's practices, Bill Belichick, these guys, they they're like, if you and you're not gonna do it the right way, I'm gonna get somebody else in here to do it.
1: But that's also the beauty of having quality um position coaches and coordinators because the head coach can be the asshole, he can be the jerk. Um, but after that, um the coordinators and the position coaches are the people that you're in contact with day-to-day, moment-to-moment. Um, so they're response for the relationship, the mindset, and things of that nature. The coach is just all about the totality, the whole 53 or the whole 90, whatever it is. So that's definitely a thing um, about that. or That kind of dictates how the head coach can act because the other coaches can come in and be the nurturers. They, the head coach doesn't
0: have to be the nurture. position coach does. <laughs> so you saying basically have like that old Bill Walsh uh, clip where he was yelling at the coach and he told him straight up, how are you going to correct me on the field, Paul? I put the fucking thing in up in the booth. How are you going to correct me down here? But he had a conversation with all the coach. said, okay, I'm going to pick on you today, Paul, and I'm going to yell at you about this so the guys know that we got to get this right. That's basically what you're saying. Hey,
1: exactly. Gotcha. Hey, before we move on, uh, something very big happened yesterday in college football, and it may not be on everybody's radar, but the University of Virginia played its first football game since those kids were killed um, after coming back from that trip. Uh, I know Tennessee – Made some nice gestures because I think they played at Tennessee last night or yesterday. Um, Tennessee did beat them, but um, that's just a, a remarkable moment in its own right. You have this tragedy, and one of the kids—I think his name is Mike Collins. Um, he was one of the guys that got away in the shooting, and um, you know he played his first college football game um, since the incident. Uh, I know those kids have to be traumatized. Uh, I know I have a guy went to college with one of his sons is on that on that team. I haven't really broached the subject because I don't want to bring it up because that's just one of those things that, you know, you, they got to deal with. And it's I, would, I if I could be a fly on the wall to see how that team got back together and, like, just played football, um, it's amazing. But, of course, it also talks about being resilient and resiliency.
2: Absolutely 100%. 100%. Agree, man. So, if, y'all, either,
1: if y'all, y'all look like cornerbacks, um, UVA has a corner. Number nine, Cohen King. Um, I went to college with his dad. Uh, his dad's a track guy. Went to TC. I think they won the four by one at um, what's the big thing? Pen relays um their senior year was ninety three, ninety four, but the kid can bowl uh there's a couple other kids I'm, we're going to spotlight throughout the season but i'll give that special one just because it's close to home um especially after what i just said all right well we we looking at the
0: almost the 47 minute mark so uh rapid fire usa falls to lithuanian um uh, Lithuania shot 14 to 25 from three-point range. (sighs) Does this end the hype train for the U.S. men's basketball team? What hype train? Yeah,
2: I was never on a hype train for this this squad. This is – I think this is something. They were hyped up about it. No, 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 I I wasn't. Oh, and I mean, I wasn't either. Yeah, I I felt like this team was (laughs) – they they were if they if they were gonna win it all, it was gonna be, you know, they were gonna squeak past. But it's just a matter of time before, you know, they were gonna get tripped up. They got outscored in the first quarter 31 to 12. Yeah, so they set the tone off the break. Winnie it just came through and, you know, um Anthony Edwards was 14 for 26 you know um live by the three die by the three they shot thirty seven percent eleven for twenty nine for three i mean it's not really too much it's not it's not surprising it's it it's yeah, not no. I'm just not sitting say it again I was gonna say you going through stats what did Jalen Brunson do today? Jalen Brunson uh four for ten one for three threes fourteen points okay uh Anthony Edwards had thirty five um Bridges had 14 Brandon Ingram had 10. you go to Lithuania uh and they just consistent through the board uh 12 uh I'm not even gonna try to pronounce some of these names the starters all three got three starters in double uh, double digits 12 11 11 9 6 uh off the bench 10 and 14 somebody had 15 off the bench somebody had 11 um, they shot 56% from three, uh 52% from the field and 80 from free throw. Just they're not playing Star Ball. And I just for Anthony Edwards to take 26 shots. It's the same guy that said we don't have no Kobe on our team, right? I mean, ain't that ain't that what he said when uh Steve Kerr was talking about coming off the bench to help the team? And, yep. you know, Kobe. Yeah, so yeah, this is not there's nobody it's not better specific. than him. I agree with him on that statement. There's nobody yeah, on I, that team that he should be coming off the bench for. No, no, no. I, I agree with it, but at the same time, we're that that means that you got to be that guy. You got to be that Kobe. You got to be that guy that wills your team to win. It doesn't allow your team to go down to 31 to 12 in the first quarter. That's 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 what the Kobes and the Mike the, the Michael Jordans of the world did. They willed their team. They 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 bought everybody. they kicked their they gave everybody a shot in the arm. You know, and be like, "Hey, nah, 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 we just gotta," you know. They went to the other side. They went to the other team's bench and grabbed momentum and brought it back to their side. That's what they did. And we don't, you don't have any guys on this team that even you, you just you're not scared of this team. This team is. Well,
1: this is what you get with the FIBA World Championships because a lot of the stars decide. All right, I'm I'm out for this one. Call me during the Olympics, or call me for the Olympics, and mm-hmm. I'll be ready again um I mean, let's think about the top players that are american born that aren't on this team. We didn't exactly bring like we didn't bring our Louis. you know what I'm saying. We might have brought something else, but it wasn't Louis that they brought to the world championship games.
2: they brought the Berlin to co factory luggage <laughs> that's that's what this is. It, it it does it does the trick. It's on sale. Might have a few scratches on it, and little imperfections, you know. But it works. That's that's what this is.
0: And I was gonna say that. I said FI- FIBA, they don't bring the big guns out. They don't bring the the, the guys. You know, the the the. I ain't gonna. Say, I don't want to call them second tier players, but they don't. Of course, Olympics, you bring out your your, your LeBrons, your ads. You know, you bring your top-tier guys out. It's the level under them that should be in the FIBAs. And even when we were in the era of the 90s with the Dream Team and Dream Team 2 and those guys, when it was the FIBAs, we were sending college players over and rookies, and they were over there dominating them. Now, granted, the game is different now all, all the way around the bull, but I'm sure we got more talent than this. Like, it's not that big of a drop-off, is it?
1: No, the difference is the way the game is played. We don't teach the game fundamentally the right way anymore. We allow these kids, these, these kids, to develop, and there's no structure in their development. There's a reason that Luke Doncic can come over here and drop 36 and say this is way easier than anything he dealt with. I guarantee you, at some point, when Bam Yama is going to be like, "Oh, okay, this is this is sweet." And it's because, A, the effort on defense, B, the lack of physicality, and C, the fact that the structure, these guys don't know basketball on certain levels well enough where you can get by on pure basketball ability. And that's the reason they lose. They lose to teams because these teams play together the whole time, not because it's an emergency and we got a bronze last year, Oh, we got to get America back, and, like, we go on this mission to bring American basketball back to its forefront, and we do that for, for two years, and then we go back to doing everything the way it was before. Like, there's no centralized focus on basketball in America, especially on this level where we're asking these guys to dedicate their time and, and their lives to these events, whereas everybody else brings their star players. I disagree.
2: But but the thing is, too, that the, the Americanized game is hero ball. And hero ball can be great sometimes when you're watching a guy you know uh, drop 40 and 50 points it, you know it looks good. it's the highlights for for Sports center and all the big shows, but when hero ball don't work and this guy's off tonight and that's who you're running your offense through and nobody else knows how to do anything fundamentally and, and you just like nobody on the Liania squad had over 15 points. nobody everybody that played scored everybody that played scored Hart, josh hart he's he's starting starting guard starting shooting guard didn't score so i mean you know they got off to a slow start you know you know you know i hate to be that guy that old guy but it's just like were they partying the night before because you know if you look at the other quarter second quarter They outscored Lithuania by two, 25-23. Third quarter, they outscored them um, by 11, 28-17. And then the fourth quarter, 39-all. It was even 39-all. So it's there, but why the slow start? You know, were you guys out partying? What are y'all doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like you're supposed to bring that noise. We always go back to the Kobe clips in the Olympics and what he did for those guys and what he brought to the table, they weren't allowed to start slow. They weren't allowed to slack off. They know they knew when Kobe came, they had to play to a certain level. We go back to what I said about Deion Sander raising the bar. Kobe's here now. We can't fuck up. Y'all, Yeah, you do not have a Kobe on this team, and Anthony Edwards ain't there too. There's no guy on this team that's like, hey, I'm going to go out and party with y'all tonight and then knock on their door at 4.30 in the morning. Let's go practice. But we just got in at three o'clock. I don't care. Let's go. It's they don't have that guy. They don't have that guy. On the court or off the court. They don't have that guy. And it's this is just gonna be what it is. It's hopefully they qualify. But if they lose again, I'm not surprised. And you know, it's not this isn't must see TV for me.
0: I, I don't know what happened. I thought Jerry Colangelo and Brian Colangelo put in a contract that if you were gonna play for Team USA, they needed a four-year commitment. A four-year commitment that was for the World Championships, that was for the Olympics, that was for everything that came in between. you supposed to give up a four-year commitment. And, you know, of course, guys had to rotate in and out. What happened to that four-year commitment? Well,
1: I think they don't do that anymore. Um... I think that kind of ended after um, this last batch. So they got to start up a new commitment or a new session, which I don't think they've done yet. Uh, and, and I could be wrong on that and it could be there, but I don't remember it being set up that way right now.
0: Okay. I'll do some research and uh,
1: let exactly. me write it down.
0: So, so we don't, we don't forget, but we'll come back on Tuesday with that. We'll talk you know, commitment in USA basketball. Uh, Last but not least, Commanders sold out FedEx for the week one showdown with the Phoenix Cardinals. Nope, nope. Chicago Cardinals. Nope, nope. The St. Louis Cardinals. Nope, nope. The Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Commanders, hopefully, you know, with this sellout, it's not like, I've been told that we sold out games for years and come to find out they were fudging the numbers, but a sellout two weeks before the game. And this was announced last week during the week or earlier this week, during the week, last week, whatever during the week that the game was sold out. All tickets are gone. Uh,
1: positive trend. Gentlemen, I think it's the, the known. I mean, I think we all knew if you had any kind of fingerprint finger on the pulse, Of this city and this and this, what was happening? I think this new ownership was going to give us these moments where um, these sellouts will happen, and they're going to happen because they're Commanders fans wanting to come back. Guys that gave up their tickets or didn't want to support Dan now they're back, um, trying to take their rightful place as Commanders fans, as a part of Commander Nation. Let's use the word. They're re-enlisting their commitment to being a commander. There you go.
2: BJ? Um yeah, this is this is who they play. I think it's a perfect scenario. Who they're playing, this is equivalent to a powerhouse week one in college football. They've sold out. Everybody's excited. They can go in and put their foot on the Cardinals net and just Right at the fifty-yard line, and just impose their will. Look great, and increase that buzz the next week. The next week, All right, this is this is the perfect scenario. The Cardinals don't have anything. They, I'm, and I'm not going to say this is a trap game. Or anything, the commander should walk out of here with a double-digit victory. I'm, I'm just saying it. it's just the Cardinals aren't bringing anything to the table. Anything. If this is a close game, if this is 17, 16, might have to rethink some things. Might be time to fire Ron at the first. If you don't come out of here in this Cardinals game and you don't knock the decals off their helmets, it's a picture floating around where it's 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 a young man walking off the football fit, his jersey all ripped up and stuff, and the captain said my son's first game or something like that. And they was like, well, who was he playing? Lions and Tigers. That's how the Cardinals should look, leaving FedEx Field after that first game. If they don't look like that, we got problem. This is a. This is a. This is a. I don't, I'm logging off. I'm logging off.
0: <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think this should be a at least a 41 to six shellacking to set the tone. And I, I I'm I'm saying that I see you shaking your head. I can see you shaking your head. But I'm saying that because this is a, a bruised, battered, weak and tanking team. They don't they have three receivers on their whole entire roster. Their biggest star on offense is James Conner.
1: And what's our biggest weakness right now? I guess it could be the running game. But here's the thing. because what I, what I saw in Cleveland, week one of the preseason, and I haven't seen them since because some reason they got the rest, was Cleveland able to do whatever they wanted to do on the ground. So they got to show me, before I have the confidence to talk about 41-6 um, or this, is a, this is, should be an easy win, I don't have that confidence because I haven't seen this defense perform. Are they going to be – I mean, I know – they, they practice hard and they do all these things, but are we going to be able to look at this team defensively and be like, I know what I'm getting from them? I don't have that f- feeling. I just don't. I know what y'all are saying about Arizona, but I'm honestly more scared than anything. Maybe, you know, since I grew up on Joe Gibbs, I just, I got that Joe Gibbs vibe. I feel like, you know, this is a trap game. This team, guys, don't let's not underestimate these boys and let's not do this. Um, cause they're a very good team. They run the ball well.
0: I don't know. If, I just struggled. If you say there's some tough suckers, I'm 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 leaving and you can have this show. <laughs> if you say that, that means you've been brainwashed as well. Because that's what the first when you started talking. The first thing I thought was, yeah, there's some tough suckers, you know, they can do they can do this, they can do that. And no, no, no. Oh,
1: geez. What
2: about me? Golly gee, I think they are some tough suckers. Hey, bro, yeah, I, know, I know we're getting out of here and wrapping it up, but if they come in here, I don't know who's starting QB for them. They got Joshua Dobbs and Clayton Toon as the third uh, QB. If they come in here, I'm just looking over their roster. If they come in here and give the commanders any type of problem, we got problems on the next show. I, I, that's all I'm saying if they come into FedEx field from Arizona, tank, purposely tanking, I said it, you know, on the last show in the comments, they're purposely tanking. They come in here and they get this team any type of issue. If this isn't a uh, homecoming victory type game for the commanders, we got way more issues than what we thought with this commander's team and the coaching and everything else. This is, this commander squad better put up four touchdowns on this on this squad. I, I this is not this is if I'm the coach, I'm not coming in here. Hey, this is a trap game, and I'm I'm like if you don't earn, I'm giving out uh, a stars for the helmets. If you don't have four stars, you're not playing next week. Like we better beat the the red off these these fuckers. They come in here, they better leave in ambulances. Their bus better hurt so bad they can't even sit on a plane and ride home. They gotta ride at yeah. BBL. They gotta ride at BBL style. This, ah, better be, this better be a drumming of the era. This better they they might they they should absolutely think about retiring this franchise after they leave FedEx Field. With the hype that's with, with the commanders, with the defense that that on paper. With, with with let's 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 not talk about pay let's just talk about pain and island in the middle this better be an absolute like waving the white flag on the sideline like hey is there a rule that we can uh you know connection to your opponent lost type thing if you're not watching that fox broadcast, if you're watching it and connection to your opponent is lost come up, like, you know, people quitting Madden, something's wrong. I'm the, I'm being dead serious. I'm being dead serious. If, if if Buffalo's playing Arizona, I'm starting all my Buffalo people in fantasy. They well, better not. If we play – if we're, they're playing the Bills, they better not be anywhere close to us on the score. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. The new Buffalo Bills. My, my Buffalo Bills from the last two or three seasons. In certain teams now where I don't. It's no. Where it's not a trap game. Y'all better go in there and beat the brakes off of them. And this Arizona team is going to be that team. Yeah, somebody better go in and beat the brakes off this Arizona squad.
1: So I don't think my neuralizer took well. So I don't think it's nineteen ninety one. I still, I still see the time when Detroit was Owen forever, and they beat us to end there. I still see when the Rams were struggling and they came in here and beat us to end whatever losing streak they was on. So I apologize for being traumatized, but yeah, I got to see some things before I get to this point. I don't have any comfort going into next week and it's going to get worse because I'm going to have, I'm going to see Buda Baker and I'm going to think of them having some exotic blitz scheme set up for us. And yeah, I'm 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 just not comfortable. I'm not ready yet.
2: <laughs>
0: Ross says, "Sorry, guys, late. Had to pick up my demon seat in my Island." <laughs> it's all good, Ross. Um, final thoughts before we get out of here, though, fellas, because we we running over.
1: We're doing overtime.
0: Not quite. We're not quite in overtime yet. The boss BJ don't pay overtime normally like other employees, but we're getting close to it.
2: I pay. I pay overtime
0: in toenail See, I don't want overtime because I don't want to be paid like that. So, final thoughts before we go.
1: Um, I think if you're a college football fan tonight, it's a special night. You get um Florida State versus Louisiana State. To make it simple for the layman, FSU against LSU. Uh, last year's game was. Out of sight, probably one of the best college football games of the season. And tonight, you're going to get another showcase of that. You're going to get Jordan Travis at quarterback for FSU versus Jaden Daniels from LSU. And um, if you don't know, there's a pass rusher for LSU. Of course, right as I said that, his name jumped out of my head. Uh, He wears number 40. And you'll see number 40, trust me, a lot tonight. Um, He started as a true freshman last year. And... This is going to be a game that you got to sit down and watch. Get your wings, get your popcorn, get your beer set up, and enjoy tonight. And make sure you remember you don't have to go to work tomorrow.
2: Some of us don't have to go to work tomorrow. Some of us some. have to go to work, baby. All right, so look, some yes, of us are at work right now. Unfortunately, listen, if you interested in fantasy football, we got a league going. Uh, I don't know how many spots we got left. How many spots we got left, big guy?
0: Uh, it's one won officially, but we can make it three if, if need be.
2: Okay, if you're interested, definitely hop on. We'll we'll repost the links today. We also got the uh, the ESPN Fantasy Pick'em where you you pick the winners each week, and and these are free to join. So, you know, we always say come and join, show your knowledge. Um, I think I, I I think I won the Pick'em last year. I just don't remember who won. You know, I just uh, but. And I think Big Guy well, won the uh, fantasy. No, no, fantasy. no,
0: no, no. I want you to say it the same way you said that you won them pick them because I won fantasy last year. You won fantasy? And I won it by a landslide. A landslide. I led the league in scoring. I led the league in, 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 in wins. Like, there was no – I almost led wire to wire, but I had one week where I was number two. That's okay. Right, and, That's and okay. Ben, Ben,
2: And Ben, you know, Ben joined us, you know, over the last well, – how long you've been a part of the show now, Ben? Midnight Rider. uh gosh, I think it's like a year and a half, two years. Like I know okay. last season, last football season, I started showing up consistently. So you know we've been doing the the pick'em for a while, and I think uh, well, I know I know I know Junie won one year, but I just I've been I've been kicking ass on the pick'em, and now we got a now we we're out of the notebook, and we got an official site where, you know, people can make excuses. Oh, I forgot to put my pics in, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. you remember oh, like I, I mean, but which which counts towards your pics? If you forget, you forget.
0: Right. But so what you're saying is what, what, what I'm taking this as now we got an official site. We on ESPN. That's great. But you're saying we was in a notebook for the first four and a half years. You saying that I was great.
2: No, I was, was No, 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 no. The notebook. Ooh, was great. that sounds that sounds like no, no, you. No, no, no. The notebook was great. like but, you. but, but, but the site allows us to. You could just hit share, and it shows you everybody's standings. So what I'm saying, and I'm not, I'm not, not singling out the big guy. What I'm saying is, I don't want to see your comments and "My oh, I knew they were going to win. I knew they were going to win the division." I'm going to hit share, from ESPN. And you show, us, <laughs> you show us that you said that such-and-such is such going to win the division or such-and-such is such going to be at this record. Show us. This is this is, your, this is your time to shine. Show us. Show us what your football knowledge is. Okay. So, so let's wait, earn, that, wait, wait. Earn, that, earn that group expert badge on the Facebook page for American football. Okay. Come so on. We, we want to get this stuff out. Let's go – I'm talking trash. All everybody in the sideline junkies group. It, I understand the fantasy football can be, you know, time consuming trying to set your lineup and remember that. But you, we pick football games every week. Come on, hop in that pick'em and show us what you got. Cause I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the pick'em. I, I'm taking the pick'em. I'm taking, right. the pick'em. I'm taking the pick'em. I'm taking the pick'em. So I, let's I, do uh-huh. some. Let's do some housekeeping, real
1: quick. So that means Tuesday. Either needs to be our football um, preview because Thursday night is the game. Right. Yes. We we always preview the we recap
0: uh, the Sunday, the Sunday and Monday game on Tuesday, preview the Thursday game. Thursday we kind of do an abbreviated show because we try to get off the air before kickoff. All right. Um Of course Sunday we, we pick Sunday's games. We we talk about Thursday's game, pick Sunday's games. Well, I, I highlight all our quote unquote marquee games because I mean, we used to go through every game on a schedule. Yeah, we, <laughs> we had to do two shows.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so, yeah, so, you know,
1: Tuesday night is the official Sideline Junkies um,
2: NFL preview show. But we're we're, we're going to put a button on that because we're going to have to go into WhatsApp. We might have to change the things around and make some things fit because. Tuesday's too far away for that Thursday's game, so we might have to, we may have to adjust some things for football. NFL is the only thing you can adjust things for. It's just that it's okay. just that powerful. The shield is All that right. powerful. But we got to talk about some things, and then on um, on a Tuesday, show, we can make some things official for the the, the scheduling for the shows for uh, the NFL season. Okay. Okay.
0: And uh, Ross said he work at six a.m. tomorrow. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Uh. One more programming note. <laughs> One more programming note. You get a double dose of the, of the Sideline Junkies. The will be back later on tonight with a reaction show from payback from last night for WWE. I think it's AEW All In again this weekend. Yep. Tonight. So you'll, you'll have a reaction show. Uh, we'll find out for sure. Was it a work or was it a shoot with CM Punk getting fired? You want to find out? Stay tuned. Be be sure to be with us after the AEW all-in pay-per-view is over. So, gentlemen, it's been real. I got to go home. When I'm home, I got to change clothes and get back at it. So, uh, for the Midnight Rider, the boss BJ, I'm the big guy KG. Y'all know the motto, baby. We don't do no overtime because we don't like getting paid and on toenail clippings. We are out of here.